5: Game Time Decisions has begun. I am Gabriel Maritz and I'm on the great SiriusXM XM channel, 159. 5 Shout out to all of our television affiliates. Let's do this thing. Or in the, uh, the words of, uh, was it Arsenio Hall that said, let's get busy? I remember he used to say, yeah, on my drive-in from Cleveland uh, today. I did not drive in from Cleveland today, but we're ready to rock and roll. We're going to talk uh, Cleveland because Cleveland rocks. Cleveland Cavaliers. I've been rocking. Even though they have all these injuries, they keep on winning basketball games. James Young, Coach James Young's going to step up and in with some NBA props, picks, props, sides, totals, everything else in between. Donnie, right side. Donnie, right side kicks it uh, with us. Uh, as well, we'll talk about the big Philadelphia 76er and Boston Celtic uh, game tonight. Although, what a shock, right? James Harden's unable to play uh, this evening, and the Boston Celtics are smoking hot right now. Smoking hot, nine one, eight game win streak, nine one last ten. Uh, we talked about the Celtics turning the corner a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny. Everybody talks about the glamour all the time, and I said this earlier on Twitter today that the basketball world—it's not just like fans. Um, it seems like the media, the media perpetuates this more than anybody. But it's like Charlie Brown. Remember, like Charlie Brown would always try to, you know, kick the football. Lucy, Lucy would always pull it away at the last second, right? That's NBA media. That's NBA fans. Every time there's like a big-name player that moves, people automatically think that somehow that team got better or they're going to win. People don't take into consideration how hard it is to develop chemistry this late in the year. right? Kevin Durant was asked about the new lineup in Brooklyn, and he basically said, yeah, on paper, it's pretty good. Right. And Kevin Durant's a smart guy. So said, yeah, on paper, it's pretty good, but I don't know. He said, we'll see if we're able to come together this fast. I don't know. Right, it's one of those type of deals. So it's just funny to me, and I look forward to Donnie's take on this because he is a, a Sixers fan. If he's buying all this, uh, all this smoke uh, about um, about James Harden and Embiid being together and them winning, uh, am I missing something? How many times has James Harden won anything ever before? He's never won anything before ever, right? And in fact, it was his fault they didn't beat Golden State. So you know, hey, uh, I'm not Ben Simmons' biggest fan. All right. You know, for me, I'm not even Australian, and I'm offended if Ben Simmons always screws them in international play, right? But if Ben Simmons isn't going to play when he gets paid, he sure as hell ain't going to play when he ain't getting paid, right? So I guess, I mean, with all that being stated, I don't like Ben Simmons. I think he is a great basketball player, though. Like, I have him on my team from a basketball perspective, but you know going in that he's kind of just a selfish dude. So you know this, but I, and I'm this might be a hot take considered to some, but I would rather have Ben Simmons on my team than Harden. I know what, you know what I mean? Like, Ben Simmons, you know what you're going to get, man. You know, the second the game's over, the guy's going to leave with his girl and whatever, man. You know, he's going to go on Instagram. He's going to do his thing, right? But I think there was an overreaction to Ben Simmons not taking that one shot last year. Yeah, he should have dropped it. You know what I mean? Should have dunked it. He didn't. It is what it is. One play. I think, I think they're. like it was a little bit of an overreaction to, to Ben Simmons. And, and quite frankly, Ben Simmons a perfect fit for Brooklyn. He really is. He's a good rebounder. He's a great passer. He's a great defender. And he doesn't want to shoot. You got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to shoot. It's actually a good fit. Brooklyn wins the deal. You'll see. I'm never wrong. Well, sometimes. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. I'm Renzi. It's game time decisions. Let's do this thing. We're on the clock. We've got NBA basketball. We've got some college basketball tonight. Donnie Wrightside's is going to be the first one up to kick it with us tonight. And a lot of stuff in the Philly area tonight. Uh, we sort of mix it up. You know, we go where the hot spots are. That's the place to be tonight, right? So we're talking about Philadelphia. You got the big deal and Brooklyn and everything. But you got Villanova and Providence tonight and the Friars. Uh, the Friars have been probably the biggest surprise in college basketball. Twenty-one and two on the season. I tell you what, if you would have told me before the year, is Providence going to be twenty-one and two? I would have taken that bet to the uh, no, and I would have laid a couple of a uh, couple of dollars on the minus side. Uh, so we'll break down uh, that game. Uh, Super Bowl numbers are in right now. Um, and uh, newsflash: there was a lot of money uh, that was bet on the Super Bowl, uh, but the television numbers were great. Just off the hook. Over one hundred million people tuned into the Super Bowl. Uh, which is one of the uh, larger-viewed Super Bowls over the past uh, couple of seasons. Football's not done. We'll get into this uh, throughout the program. We told you right now, there's money there right now. All right? I don't need to go to an Ivy League school. All right? If there's any Ivy Leaguers tuning in, great. Good for you. You know what? Good, good, good. Good, good for you. But, you know what? I don't need to work for Goldman Sachs or Lehman Brothers to give you a dividend. All right? We're going to give you a dividend right now. In fact, uh, we're going to, you know, the dividend, this this is going to pay better than what these guys, you know, all these, um, you know, the brokers uh, charge. FanDuel has a prop up. Who's going to be the first quarterback taken uh, in the NFL draft? Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, or Malik Willis, all right? Those are the two guys. It, it stops right there. And Kenny Pickett is plus 175. Malik Willis is plus 200. You take them both. All you need is one of them to uh, to be selected. It's the first quarterback taken in this draft, and you're making money. And you put more on the guy that you think it's going to be, and we'll feel that out moving forward. But there's your uh, see, we're giving you. you know, there's your investment. Hot tip of the night, right off the top. You don't even have to wait that long. April twenty eighth, Kenny Pickett plus one seventy five right now. First quarterback selected in the NFL draft. Second quarter, you know the the second choice right now is Malik Willis at plus two hundred. After that, there's a drop-off to Sam Howe. I guarantee you Sam Howe will not be the first quarterback taken in in the upcoming NFL draft. Donnie Wright's side, next.
4: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: It's game time. Decisions. I'm Renzi, kicking it. SiriusXM Channel One Five Nine Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. Let's do this thing. Cam Stewart is off. Donnie Right Side is in. Coach Young is in. George Kurtz will join us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Donnie, there's a lot of red uh, in the house. Yes. People are going to think this is like a Rutgers Scarlet Knight program.
6: R yeah, U rise too? Yeah, uh, uh, like uh, teams to team, your game all of a sudden, man.
5: It's a tough place to play. I'll tell you that. They don't lose at right. the rack. They don't lose at the rack very often. So um, I, I was out there a couple of times, Piscataway. And when I say out there,
6: I meant it. It's out there, Donnie.
5: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's,
6: they it's, want to say it's in the New York market, Gay, but a little bit of a stretch run to get down there to Piscataway.
5: No, it's, like, two hours from the New York market. Yeah. Like, that's like saying yeah. Philadelphia is the new, like you're
6: like, whatever. West you remember that you said, like, when Rutgers was good at football, like Greg Schiano, they would always show, like, the Empire State Building during Rutgers games. I used to get a little <laughs> chuckle out of that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I
5: said at the time, I brought it up all the time, like, how come Rutgers just doesn't play, like, it, at MetLife? I get it. You got your campus. Play a couple games at campus, but bigger games, you know what I mean? Play at
6: MetLife. Hey, do you know they used was, to, Gabe, back in the – Back in the yeah. Ray Lucas days, when they had a big game, they yeah. played at Giant Stadium. Absolutely,
5: that's what yeah. I was gonna say. I was told that they're not they're not really good enough. I <laughs> was the,
6: yeah. It was
5: like, wow, well, it's gonna be a problem. They won't sell enough tickets. Like so, I guess if they get good, uh, you know, get get a good visit, we I mean, figure you got Michigan coming to town. You got some big name teams exactly. down Ohio State, Penn State. Every you know, rotates every year. So uh, Donnie, yeah. you're a, a a South Jersey uh, Philly type guy. Are you missing Mm -hmm. the West Coast right now? Are you glad to be back in the snow and the cold and all that?
6: It's one of those trips, Gabe, where you go out and you know you talk to like the Uber drivers and the people around town, and they almost have the same story. Like, yeah, I used to live out uh, east or I used to live in the Midwest, and once I got out here, I stayed it because the traffic is one thing. But you can't beat 84, 85, 86 degrees, no humidity and no rain and no clouds every day. It makes me wonder, Gabe, like, why do I live in southern New Jersey outside of family? I have no idea why I'm still what I'm still doing here.
5: Yeah, we brought it up with our boy Vinny. Vinny said, you know, the beautiful the beautiful women here. He goes, the weather's great. It's the middle of the winter. It's a beautiful
6: day. But he goes, It's just not New York. <laughs> I
5: was thinking. I was like, yeah, and
6: <laughs> and like, it was snowing as as when as we David, got back freezing freezing cold like you know i walk my dog in the morning before the early show it's like 12 degrees i'm going what am i doing with myself oh now? right
5: right when you got back you had to walk
6: the dog and yeah. it's cold <laughs> snowing i couldn't i just came from 85 degrees and it's snowing now and i wonder what the heck i'm still doing here sometimes
5: i was still on the west coast so i came back to uh i came back to sunshine but it wasn't like la but like i, I donny the fact is. It was warmer. I'm sure it's warmer in Jersey right now than it was inside the Las Vegas Convention Center. Oh, my goodness. You were there during the day, so there were a lot of people there even. Well, no, you were there overnight, early in the morning. You know what I'm talking about. The place was an icebox, I got to tell
6: you, though, Gabe, (laughs) Like in the morning time, it actually wasn't bad. In the afternoon, when they figured everybody would be there, and I'm not a guy who, like I love cold. I love doing shows in cold. I got to tell you, there were some times during I was like, I need to throw maybe a hoodie on. Like between breaks, it was wild. It was that cold?
5: Oh, I man, I'm thin, Donnie. I layered up. I get cold. I man. caught on fast. Yeah, you had the I super Bowl on jacket fast. on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think I bought it? I was cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I couldn't look, believe that. I, I mean, it was
6: 85. 85- He's outside and it must no, I mean, no lie, Gabe. Sixty degrees in there? Ele- oh, colder, Sixty degrees colder. In that I Dang. was told,
5: I was I was told it was like fifty, but nevertheless, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be able to see your see your breast soon. Oh well, my god. Look at the blue man. sky. They got the picture up and uh the shot up uh, here, Donnie, in LA in Hollywood. I don't know why they didn't do this for the Dodgers. It's actually a pretty cool idea, but let's get the so they turned to the Hollywood. Is that a sign. real
6: picture? Is that That's a real, real. picture or is that Doc? That is a really—
5: that's official. Wow, that's a good idea. Yeah. Did Pretty you see that Look at that sky. Look at that sky.
6: Look at that blue sky. Yeah, Rams. Every eyes. day it was like that. Every day it was like that, man. Yeah, I used nice to live in Hollywood. So nice at
5: night. Man. I've seen that sign more than I care to admit, Donnie. To
6: be honest, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> but uh, uh, everyone was asking. Did about you make it, it to I Dodger Stadium, it? though?
6: Did you make it to Dodger uh, Stadium out there while you were no. out there? Because I wanted to no. so bad, man. I really did. I never saw no. the place. No, you never
5: seen Dodger Stadium? No. And
6: you know what's crazy? No. We passed no. it never. all the time, Dodger. So you saw all the time, yep. right? And I stadium look up. Way, oh,
5: stadium stadium way. I look up right up right right on, right on the once. hill, and I'm like, I yeah, need yeah. a picture,
6: and I can't see. Like, oh, oh
5: man, you yep, should have yep. told I'm Vinny. you would have done it. You should have told him once, come on, man. Just turn up right. Yep. The stadium was on top of the hill where you're on the back, right? Once you got up exactly. there. You know, oh, it's beautiful. There's this place called Elysium Park there, Donnie, uh, underneath the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's like a yep. little man-made lake, and there's, like, families barbecuing. Oh, man. And uh, I went right past it. And, um, why? Well, you know, I know Dodgers. I was at there for the playoffs and stuff. But I'm telling you, Dodgers, it's, yep. it's, it's one of the oldest stadiums in the league. It's just one of those cool, like, dude, they, it ain't fancy, Donnie. Like, when I went, no. bro, like, I had to walk down, like, a bunch of stairs. It's like an old-school stadium, man. Was built in the yep. '60s. It was built in the '60s, and no one's asking for a new stadium, Donnie. Either all these new stadiums no. and stuff. Iconic, man.
6: Yeah. Iconic yeah. place. sits up on the hill. You see the city in the background. It's actually interesting, oh, beautiful. Too because it's sort of built into the ground, just like SoFi is. Yeah. Yep.
5: Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's why, Donnie, because I'm a high roller, of course. You remember the, the Giant yeah. game? I sat right by behind home plate, right? So there exactly you got. I did. Like, I saw the video. I, I came in. I came in, and I'm like. I'm in the outfield, man. Like what the hell? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yep. and they were like, "No, you got to go down." And I was like, "You got an elevator or something?" And they're like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those old school in the stairs, like, you know what I mean? Just the old school, nothing fancy, no yep. paint jobs, like chip paint and stuff. But uh-huh. it's just it's authentic, man. You smell the Dodger dogs in the air, Donnie. The palm trees. You know, the San Gabriel, the mountains in the background, the city on the yep. other side. At, yep. you know, hey, the home run derby and uh, the all star game is there this year. Yes, it is. Can't can't beat that. That is if these son of a bitches get their stuff together, Donnie. Pitchers and catchers were reported <laughs> today.
6: Yeah. Oh man, that's that's such a loss because you know the, with the Super Bowl push back an extra week, you see have that you know week in between like okay they're coming that like literally we should have had that today coming right off the Super Bowl gearing up for baseball talking like futures and who's going to be here and final free agents that are signing and like you know. The whole you know, of going down to either what, Arizona or Florida. It ain't happening in yeah. a game, is it? It's not going to happen anytime soon, it doesn't feel like.
5: They're not starting on time, Donnie. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Dude, they're not even meeting now. They're negotiating when to meet. They're negotiating That's when the to meet. the worst part about it. Yeah. 70 um, days, they don't 75 care. days
6: of lockdown. The no, don't, they you, don't. And,
5: yeah. You saw, Donnie, they admitted. Remember, Manfred said it. Wow, we didn't really want to play 162 games, anyways. They don't. They simply flat out don't care. The owners will be happy. Start in July. We don't care. We'll still get the TV money from the playoffs. All right, so we're going to get to some picks, but I found this fascinating, Donnie. Uh, TV markets for the Super Bowl. All right, let's get this up uh, here. So Cincinnati was number one. Uh So this means 46.1% of televisions in the Cincinnati market were watching the Super Bowl. Detroit, Donnie, (laughs) 45.9%. <laughs> Just imagine if the Lions were actually in the game, Donnie.
6: City They'd would be like, on fire, man.
5: Man, they love football, Donnie. Like, what are you making that? The Lions of all, like, Detroit.
6: Detroit. 45% of
5: people in Detroit watch the Super Bowl. <laughs>
6: You know, outside of Jacksonville, which I guess is a little bit warmer weather, Gabe, does that mean the top nine cities, like, it's so damn cold here, we have nothing to do with the exactly right. watch the game?
5: <laughs> it's That's a good it point. Like. You you don't see San Diego. You don't see Tampa. No. You don't see uh-uh. Atlanta, anywhere. Uh-uh. Miami. The, good point. Yeah. Okay, Cincinnati's in the game. Sorry, Detroit, cold weather. Pittsburgh, cold weather. Columbus, yep. cold weather. Kansas City, cold uh-huh. weather. Milwaukee, cold weather. Cleveland, cold weather. Boston, cold weather. You're right. Jacksonville, Florida, they're just like football. So <laughs> And people are making oh, look at LA's not in the top 10. Dude, they had 36.7% of TVs in LA watching that. That's a lot of TVs, Donnie.
6: There's a lot of, it's TVs. A lot of TVs. That's what you have it's to look a big at, there, city. yeah, cuz it, maybe it's, you know, multicultural city there, but you're right. That 36% exactly. that was watching probably dwarfed, you know, what Detroit was doing at number 2, I guess, in Cincinnati for sure. 52%
5: of the people in LA didn't know the Super Bowl was there this week. They did. I'm telling you they
6: did. I went to a little burger (laughs) joint. They didn't know. Hey, when's the Super Bowl? It's actually this week, guys.
5: Yeah, no, no, really. Hey, someone asked you, when's the Super Bowl here in L.A.?
4: (laughs) SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: It's game time decisions. I can't let football go. We can't let LA go. Uh, but we're gonna have to. We, we we don't have a choice. But uh Donnie, before we get into tonight's card, actually, I threw it out. Uh so uh FanDuel's got football never stops, bro. You know that. I said to yes, someone correct. yesterday, football's uh, you know, 24 7, 365. They said, nah, it's uh 25, uh, 25, 366. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It's like it doesn't stop. Like Your boy, Carson Wentz, about to get thrown under the bus uh, once again. Uh That didn't take long there. We got the Deshaun Watson stuff, but I threw it out there, Donnie, and I do well with the draft every year, and I love the draft stuff. I love betting on the draft, and we're all over it already. FanDuel's got a prop up right now, first quarterback selected uh, in the upcoming draft. Kenny Pickett, plus 175. Malik Willis is plus 200. And then there's a little bit of a drop-off. It goes to Sam Howell, and I like Sam Howell out of North Carolina. He's a good quarterback. I think he's, you know, I think he's have a chance to, you know, I think he'd be a backup. I don't think he's starting quarterback uh, in in the NFL. Matt, I like Matt Corral as well, but they're not going to be the top quarterbacks taken, Donnie. It's down to Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. You take one at plus one seventy five, you take the other at plus two hundred. You're cashing a ticket right there, and you put a little bit more on the guy you think is going to be the guy.
6: No, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. I heard you talk about that early, and it makes – because, I mean, Sam Howe is going to get drafted. Matt Corral is going to be drafted. Same thing with Desmond Ritter sitting there at 20-1. to 1. But I think it's pretty agreed upon. The only argument that we're having with quarterbacks taking in the draft is, number one, how high is the first one going to go, but is it going to be between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis? I agree with that. I'm actually surprised, Gabe, they're priced that close together where it's almost like a 2-1 to one shot on both guys where you lay 100 bucks down or whatever on each guy. You're going to come up with plus money after this.
5: That's the thing. It's a plus money, and yeah. – I'm telling you guys, I follow college football closely and I follow the draft like really closely. We have draft guys on every week. Uh, even during yes. the season, we've been doing it. NFL draft Bible's my guy, Sarah Talent. I'm telling you, I'm a big Sam Howell guy, but he's not gonna be no one, no one's saying, Oh, I'm taking Sam Howell with the eight pick, Donnie. You know what I mean? No one's saying, Oh, I'm trading no. up to, to get tech touch. T- t- someone will do it for pick. It's basically yeah, Malik Willis, the more athletic guy. He's got a cannon and stuff. He's a little bit more raw. Played at Liberty, transferred out of Auburn. Um, or you got Kenny Pickett, the old, the Jersey kid. He's a Jersey kid, Donnie. I didn't tell you, right? Yep, mama. Sorry, oh, he's a competitor. Yep. They they think, you know, he's a little Joe Burrow type. That's what everyone, you know, it's always the copycat. Well, he's got some, you know, he's got that spirit in him and stuff like that. But he's also got some small hands, Donnie. Uh,
6: do you buy into the small hand stuff at all? I don't know how much I would buy into it. I mean, it does obviously help if you have bigger hands to hold the football. Sure, it does. But as as far as I'm not going to draft him over Malik Willis because I don't like his hands, he could turn on the tape and let it know that the kid can let it rip. And also keep in mind, if you talk about like Pittsburgh gave the Steelers probably in the market for a quarterback. This guy practices in their building for the past couple years. So they probably don't they know not know huh? anybody else on the kid. Yeah, exactly. I'm hearing the Steelers like Malik Willis too. I got a weird feeling Jimmy Garoppolo ends up as a Steeler. Sort of Somebody, like a yeah, weird I, little
5: gut thing. I, don't know, I, was, I good, could see him ending up there.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question to bring up. Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who after the season, they have the exit interviews, and it was funny, because, like, Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph were both saying the same thing. Like, hey, he's had a great meeting in their game. Like, uh, they're going to give me a chance at the starting job. And I just got a little laugh and said, man, in no way that either one of those guys <laughs> is starting opening day for the Steelers next year. No shot. No shot.
5: <laughs> Donnie gets a laugh. All right, so let me ask you, Donnie. Say, let's get it down to business. Sixers? Uh, Sixers yeah. and Celtics uh, tonight. Before we get to the game tonight, are uh, you, everyone, so happy? Oh my God, James Harden, James Harden. So mm-hmm. James Harden's been in the league like 12, 13 years. I must have missed the championships, Donnie. Uh, what's your take on this, on the Sixers and where they're at now? Obviously, they're better off it. with him now because you yeah. weren't getting anything for Ben Simmons.
6: He wasn't playing. But uh, what'd you think of the deal? Exactly. No, I thought the deal was great for both sides. And, you know, I'm a huge Sixers fan, so I'm excited for James Harden coming to Philadelphia. But we talked about on the early line out in Los Angeles when we were doing the shows, both Kevin and my, myself, and I said, hey, man, most people are looking, Gabe, towards the Sixers is absolutely stealing this trade because it's James Harden. But if you want to talk about Ben Simmons, who I'm not a big fan of on the 76ers because you needed Ben Simmons to score. You don't need him to score on the Brooklyn exactly. Point. So if you So if you're looking at one of those trades, Gabe, that both teams actually finally got what they wanted, that was one of the deals. They did. And I don't know,
5: but, I, you know, you look at Curry, you know, you throw in Curry. I think it helps the Nets, but it does help both teams. But I said the same thing earlier in the show, Donnie, that, you know, Ben Simmons is a great rebounder. He's a he's a great defender. Passes the yep. ball. He's unselfish. He's a good basketball player. he still give you 12, 14 points a night or whatnot. He's not going to shoot. Well, you know what? That's just fine for KD and Kyrie. <laughs> he fits perfectly for them. He can do a lot of those things, and Kyrie can just set up shop and be the scorer, and KD can roll and do his thing. So Harden's obviously not playing tonight, uh, Donnie, and Boston are smoking hot right now. What's your take on this one? Yeah, they are.
6: Yeah, eight straight wins for the Boston Celtics, and the first thing we look at, Gabe, you know, even like not even handicapping the game, you say, now hold on here. Celtics opened up as about like a minus-one-point favorite. Now they sit at two and, you know, two-and-a-half at some spots. I got to tell you, without even looking into the game, just going over starting lineups, Gabe, The Celtics are more talented tonight. Now, when James Harden gets to the town and actually starts playing for the Sixers, that will change. But I got to tell you, I love Joel Embiid. He's probably going to go off tonight. But if I'm looking for a winner tonight, it's probably the Boston Celtics here.
5: Man, the way the Boston Celtics have been playing basketball, they're fired up. And and quite frankly, Philadelphia is shorthanded after the deal. Right? They're down bodies. They don't have Harden yet. And they're fine. Trust me. Philadelphia aren't worried about losing this game tonight. Right, they're just happy that Maury's happy that they got they got Harden. You got the All Star break coming up, and then get mm-hmm. ready uh, for for the stretch drive. How about my Raptors though? Huh? They're not going away, Donnie. I know they got tattooed
6: last night, but what a first half <laughs> for the Raptors! Hey, hey. <laughs> Happens to everybody, yeah. My Five. Goodness. That was We're the flatest night,
5: like, Donnie. Like you know, you you bet on them all the time. You bet on Van Fleet all the time. They're a scrappy oh, yeah. bunch. Last night, Donnie, they just didn't have it, bro. Like,
6: Gary Trent certainly didn't have it early last night either, Mike. whoo, man.
5: (laughs) You should have seen a look on their face, bro, on the bench. Like, sometimes teams will lose. Like, you can't tell if they're winning or losing if you have a sound down. Bro, like, the Raptors, like, to a man. Like, everyone just disgust, just sitting there, like, looking up. It was, like, 118 to 80 and stuff. That never happens to them. But, hey, it catches up. And then you got the all-star break this week. Everybody sort of, you know what I mean, got their eyes on things. It's a weird week uh, this week, but... I don't see how we don't take the Celtics. And as you said, Donnie, the number just continues to climb, doesn't it, man? I mean, it was one. There's two and a half popping up now.
6: Yeah, no, I just, I think Tatum and Brown should be fine tonight. And you're looking, again, if Joel Embiid comes out, Gabe, and has one of his 40, 14, and 10s like he had over the weekend, there's still no guarantee that the Sixers are going to win this game. They are a little bit shorthanded because you're talking about, like, Tyrese Maxey's a nice basketball player. But now you're inserting, like, guys like Danny Green into the starting lineup, Matisse Thybul. Those are bench players here. Once you get James Harden and figure out that offense, they'll be just okay. Or Excuse me, they'll be okay. But tonight, I don't trust the Philadelphia 76ers outside of a huge game for Tobias Harris and a monster game for Joel Embiid to keep them around here. You
5: know what? Normally we go in order, Donnie, but I've got a great yeah. pick
6: here that I already put in go. that I
5: want to throw go. out here. The Memphis Grizzlies. All right, so these guys are smoking hot right now. I mean, they're just—they're mm-hmm. just, they're just a good basketball team. So they got a five-game win streak. Hornets in a free fall, six to seven. But how about this, Donnie? During the five-game mm-hmm. win streak, the Memphis Grizzlies have outscored their opponents 187 to 112 in the first quarter of basketball wow. games. Look at that! They're just they're coming out hot and smoking teams. They're zero point five, Donnie. Basically, it's like basically you know pick them essentially to win the first quarter here uh, tonight. Hard not to Good take a look team. at
6: this. No, it is. You know, John Morant, Desmond, Desmond Bain actually had over 20 points the past two games. He comes out hot. That certainly makes sense. Also, one of the prop bets, Gabe, that I do have in that 76ers Celtics game, I actually like two of these, but one a little bit more. Jason Tatum over 33 and a half points and rebounds combined, but I actually like the rebound number better at over seven and a half. I think he can get the eight plus rebounds tonight, a little bit lower of a total in that 209, 210 range. So maybe not as much scoring, which means a lot more missed shots. I think Tatum can get close to that double digit rebounding number. So I did take that over seven and a half rebounds. Tatum tonight.
5: I like where you're going with that. I got a couple of other props too. I was talking about the mm-hmm. Charlotte,
6: uh the Charlotte,
5: Minnesota game, uh as yep. well. Charlotte, Charlotte in a free. Look at ball. that total, man. Who
6: what, what are you gonna do it? I
5: can't bet the under, game, right? Man. Yeah, yeah.
6: Nah, uh he ain't betting the under in that. No way. This game ends up, what, 135, 130 when it's all said. That. I got two three-point props in that game. I took Anthony Edwards over three-and-a-half three-point shots made. And I also, went Terry Rozier, It's been in, I think he shot 17 three-point yeah, shots yeah, yeah, the yeah. other night. And he's got a three-and-a-half number, too. So, I took both of those guys to make four at a decent juice price there. So, I'm ready to go in this game. I got excited when I saw that 244.
5: Anybody that tunes into Game Time Decisions knows I'm a big Rozier guy. We, we, we've been yeah, riding Rozier yeah. all, all year long. Two, it just dropped 243 and a half right now. Yeah, crazy total Uh-oh. right there. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Donnie, I know we're bouncing around here, but I was talking about the yeah. Grizzlies in the first yep. they, in the first quarter. So these guys have been yes. coming out hot. Yeah. I think that total's a little light too at 228 and a half. These teams are gonna want to yeah, get, get it after it, Donnie. And uh tell you what, the Pelicans are actually been playing pretty good basketball. Like, man, like dude, when Ingram came back, they've been playing like they've been playing 500 ball for about a month and a half now. And McCollum's fitting in. I just That's watched them, correct. like, drill the Raptors. You could just tell the body language, the high fives, everybody. Like, bro, they're in the play-in tournament. Like, it's not like they're playing for nothing, the Pelicans. Like, they're, they're actually balling, and they kind of suck defensively, even though they're on a, they've been on an underrun recently. But what do you make of this? Memphis are smoking hot, but I don't want to lay five points. I like Memphis in the first quarter. What about the five points in this game?
6: Yeah, running up and down, probably leaning more towards the points. Look at CJ McCollum. Look at that game versus Spurs gave thirty-six and eleven out of McCollum in the last yeah. game. A Down game for him, right? Twenty-three, five, and four. So he's fitting in nicely. What's in he oh, tonight? Twenty and a half? Here.
5: Uh, let me see. I think it's twenty Let's and see. a half for McCollum. I think we go back to it, bro. There he's taking shots. He's fitting in. They like him. Let's see. It's uh, yeah. I like. I ride the hot hand a lot in the
6: NBA. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. When a guy's playing really well, I like to press it down on it. So it certainly makes sense. You're talking about a total close to 230. He'll score. He's gonna as many opportunities as he wants. He's gonna take tonight. I like it.
5: All right, Donnie's got a radio show coming up, uh, but he's gonna
6: hang around for a couple more
5: minutes. Yep. It's all about Sian. Philly tonight, Donnie. Little Nova and Providence. It. How about the Friars, oh, man? Game. These guys, the surprise of the college basketball season, 21 and two straight up. I I wonder, I thought the number was a little high, Donnie. At last check, it was four. It's coming down right now. Look forward to your take on this one. I'll tell you what, I'm having a hard time not going to the
4: Fryer Club. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: Game Time Decisions. I am Renzi. We're kicking it. Donnie Right side in the house right now. Share Pan panel. will join us a little bit later on. George Kurtz. We got the coach, James Young. We got a full house uh, here tonight on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid. Radio and television networks. We're talking about the Villanova game. I want to get to the odds boost as well, Donnie. Let's start off with a boost because uh, Villanova are part of it. Both Villanova and Tennessee uh, to win. Uh, was plus 170. Now plus 220 so nova and the vols uh to get it done in the odds boost Man. that's a tricky odds boost uh donnie i'm not so that's a t- that's a tough one let's start off with uh, with the wildcats here so a nova down to four here against the friars what's your take on this game
6: I got to tell you, Gabe, when I first looked at this, because you're talking about a big game in Providence, and the Dunkin' Donuts Center is not a little arena with like six or 7,000 people. That's a nice size place, and that is going to be rocking. And I go up and down, because you're right, maybe Providence gets a little bit lost in the like overall national coverage. This is a really good basketball team. But when I'm looking and you try to read into the odds, Gabe, you see the minus four, and it's like it doesn't fit here. So, automatically, I start looking to getting Providence plus, plus four because I think they can win. The only thing that worries me a little bit is Villanova is very good on offense and defense, and if Villanova has the lead late, they're not going to turn the basketball over, Gabe, and in conference play, number one overall, 86% from the free throw line as a team might be able to salt that away. But I got to tell you, if this is a trap, Gabe, I'm falling for it. I'm gonna. I like Providence getting the points here. I really do. This is one of those classic, it is, isn't it, Don? It's one of those classic cases
5: uh, of not the Sharps, but the numbers, guys. I don't think Providence are even in the top 40 of the Ken Palm, even though they're 21-2. and So, like, the numbers and and the analytics guys don't like them, but, you know, screw them. They win basketball games. And a great point that you raised, too. This isn't some college barn, man. That's, uh, you know, the the Bruins farm team plays there. It's like a nice arena and stuff. They have a real arena. Yes. And... Dude, they're the eighth-ranked team in the country. Nova coming to town. That place is going to be a zoo uh, tonight. And I don't have to tell you this, Donnie, but Providence have always played these guys tough. They've beaten two of the last three times that they played outright already. Like, they always play these guys tough. Yeah.
6: That's a good basketball team getting points at home. It's almost like, where do I sign up? But you do get a little bit leery that that line is pretty much held steady all day. And that odds boost there, as we talked about, you know, Tennessee in there. This is no easy odds boost. Usually they give you a layup, Gabe. Like, hey, take the team getting like eight and a half points. And then they give you like one of those toss-ups. Hey, no, no, this, Toss-ups tonight. These are two good games.
5: This, this is more of a tricky one. Uh, what do you make, Donnie, of the yep. total? 132 of the Friars and uh, Villanova. Looks a little light, but... You know, when they play each other, they have gone over this, but at the same point in time, especially Providence, Providence have found themselves in a lot of these sort of games in the in, in the teens, the high one teens or yeah.
6: mid-20s. Yep. But, man, 132 is low, Donnie. Yeah, big game environments, though, Gabe. I actually do lean towards the unders and also take a look at both of these teams. Two really good defensive teams that also keep in mind, I did say that Villanova, 86% is a team from the free throw line. Here's the caveat, though. Neither one of these teams fouls a lot, Gabe. So you're looking at good, clean, yeah, yeah. Big East basketball in a rocking arena. You can see this game being played into that low 60s range for the winner here.
5: Yeah, it's a great point. And I was going to say the same thing, Donnie, that normally I'd be thinking, I'm, I'm all over this. Come on, man. There's going to be fouls and late, banging. Yep. They're both smart yep. teams. They're both smart yep. teams, so they, they they can play good defense without uh, committing uh, fouls along the way. And we talked about that odds boost, so they're both tricky games, guys. I'd want you know that's that's a tough spot. I you know it's a tough boost that one. Kentucky at Tennessee. What do you make of this one, uh, Dottie? Uh, Kentucky you're starting to dial it up a notch a little bit right now. Nine and one of their last ten games.
6: Yeah, they really are dialing up. You take a look at both of these teams here, you know what he got. Kentucky, six wins in a row. Tennessee, winners of seven of eight. Kentucky, actually the number one overall most efficient offense in SEC play. Also, keep in mind, game, they don't turn the basketball over. They shoot the three-point shot really well. And you say, well, what gives here? Well, it almost matches up pretty well because you take a look here at Kentucky game. Number one in conference at percentage, about 38% from three-point range. But they're 13th out of 14 teams at actually shooting the three. So maybe they won't be able to take enough advantage. But I got to tell you again, like if I'm just looking at this game overall and saying, Who's going to win? I think Kentucky wins the game. I, I mean, it might be square. They're the road team here, and I think I'm signing up on Kentucky here, Gabe.
5: I'm leaning in Kentucky as well, Donnie. I don't trust the Tennessee yeah. Volunteers in big games. Oh. And you know, great point that you raised as far as Kentucky being able to hit the outside shot. That's a, an element of their game that they generally do not have with such Correct. young, raw NBA players that are going in and out so much. And what about, uh, what about the Red River Shootout? Uh, Red River Shootout basketball uh, style. Texas uh, at Oklahoma, uh, Donnie. I like the road he, team here, too. I know in college basketball, there's a tendency to say, wow, well, you know, it's really tough, and it is. Seems like college sports guys almost like the last the last bastion, Donnie, of, like, home field or home court mattering. You know what I mean? Pro sports, it doesn't yeah, seem to really no. matter anymore. Um, college, it does, but, you know, listen, oh, I get it. They're going to be rocking there tonight. It's Texas, but... People are down on this program this year. It's a down year for Oklahoma basketball, Donnie. They're not selling out their games. There's a lot of empty seats uh, at their games. And Texas are just better than they are this year, especially Texas coming off a loss, too. Uh, I like the horns here tonight. Sorry, Lisa. My apologies. (laughs) To our girl (laughs) sooner, Lisa.
6: Blake Griffin, Trey Young. And by the way, 10 teams here in uh, in the conference, they're seventh overall, talking about Oklahoma on defense themselves. But get this game. If you just break it down to the common elements here, again, 10 teams in conference, they're ninth at defending the three, ninth inside the arc. They foul. They don't block many shots. So you're basically saying to yourself, Texas needs to miss all their shots to lose this game, and I don't think it's going <laughs> to take place. So I agree with you on this. I'll, I'll ride Texas out here. Sorry, Lisa. Hook them horns tonight. Hook'em them horns. Uh, what, else, uh, what else are you looking at tonight, Donnie? You know what's an interesting one, Gabe? If we go to uh, the, the one I picked out earlier today, MVC uh, action, Northern Iowa versus Illinois State. I took a team total over 73.5 on Northern Iowa in this game. It just fits the eye frame here. You're looking at a team that shoots the three-point shot very well, but more importantly, good tempo teams, Gabe. Two and three in conference play tonight, so you should get it back and forth. Also, getting to the free throw line, some of these times are key. Number one in the conference here is Northern Iowa getting to the line. So, if you're getting those added bonuses of making the three-point shot, decent from inside the arc, getting a good tempo tonight, and also a close game on the number. I believe it was three-and-a-half, four-point favorite here for for UNI. I think we get it over here. So, I went over at 73-and-a-half Northern Iowa in the MVC tonight, digging down into those (sighs) mid-majors.
5: little Missouri Valley action on game time decisions. I like it. Hey, when we talk about Uh it, we're we're heavy on the Colonial uh, on this program, Donnie. We don't discriminate against those. That's where the money's at. Great call you talk about. Drexel. All right, dude, there's a lot of hot teams in that, like as far as streaks. UNC Wilmington, dude, those guys were a covering machine, man. Yep. UNC William and Mary went 0-12 against the spread, Donnie, and then like 8-1 against. Like they were 0-12. They were the last team to cover. Then they covered like 8 of 9. Uh, like oh, we can go on yeah. Hofstra, Hofstra, a lot Towson, of ho- Elon, yeah. oh, yeah. good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, man. I love it, I love it. Um, but uh, northern Northern Iowa guys are fourteen and nine to the over on the season. And Donnie, how about Illinois State? They can get after it themselves,
6: man. Sixteen and eight to the over on the season. How do we not pull the trigger on the over this game? It, it makes. I'm telling you, it makes sense here. When you, I always like those matchups, Gabriel. You say, okay, let's see what the tempo comes out and what these two teams like to yep. do. So if you're going to both get out and run, usually, usually like say, Hey, the number one most tempo team in the conference is playing like the number eight. That doesn't work out. You got two and three tonight. They're both running tonight. I think it makes a lot of sense.
5: Uh, this game is at uh, eight Eastern. Eight 8:00. Eastern. I got to get. I I have such. a I bet so much, Donnie. I got. I like to get the bets in as we <laughs> talk about them. So yeah. so I'm not. So I'm not like in that frantic through, uh, yeah. after like yeah yeah that that yeah, I, I don't have that. Yeah, usually when you're pace. placing
6: bets for like an NFL on FanDuel, like hey, I got a couple of games I can look at. Like you got to scroll down. Did I miss it? Did I not oh, yeah, see yeah, it? What yeah, am yeah, I doing yeah. here? I do that all the time. Man, takes a while to find some of these ones.
5: Like when you brought up, uh, when you brought it up, right away, the first thing I thought of was like, all right, I got to find this now. I got to scroll down. <laughs> like, like what yeah. time is this game? <laughs> yeah. You got to know what time it yeah. starts. Then it's easier to find with so many of these. So yeah, I'm gonna get in on this. The over guys, Illinois State. Good one. Uh, Illinois State and uh, Northern Iowa, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. We're on the Texas Longhorns. Me and Donnie agree on that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. me, you and I yes. in agreement on pretty much everything here. It looks like you and I might fall right into the trap here with the Providence Friday. Yeah, Can so we're right? at home. <laughs>
6: Yep, caught in the bear trap in the middle of the night tonight. But, hey, I'm, I'll walk right into it willingly tonight. That was just the way I see it, I'm just not going to fade those numbers here and get after it. But I do think Providence is a really good play tonight against Villanova. We'll see it play out, obviously. But you talk about home court advantage as we did. It's going to be an awesome sight tonight. So if you're just looking, you're not even bet that game, gave 8 o'clock, probably really good viewing experience tonight between Villanova and Providence.
5: All right, Donnie, you this with us for a couple more minutes. We appreciate his time. Great stuff. I am Gabriel Marazzi, kicking it on the Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. Some other good games, though, tonight, Donnie, in the association before I get you out of here. Uh, Dallas yeah. Mavericks, yep. man. How about Luka Doncic? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. This, guy, this guy's, this guy's they scored 98 points or something the last two games. He's averaging, yeah, 96. He's averaging 48 points a game. I guess life's better without Chris Tapps there, huh? Whatever. I don't know what's going on there, but they're getting five and a half, and it's hard not to just jump in on the 29 and a half for Chris Tapps tonight. We'll get into the numbers and, and props, guys. NBA with Coach Young on the other side in, in the second hour. Uh, you got Cleveland getting two in the ATL tonight. We briefly talked about mm-hmm. Memphis and the Pels. Pels getting five. Grizz are red, yep. hot, total 228.5. I think that game's going to be a track meet. Pacers and Bucks, uh, two touchdowns there. Hornets up to six and a half. Uh, that's the prop game you were talking about. We got the Clippers yep. and the Suns uh, as well on the way out here. Donnie, what are you looking at late night NBA, if anything? <laughs>
6: You know, it's interesting. It's it's hard to bet against the Suns, right? Paul, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, eight, eight and then the Los Angeles Clippers who had a very good game last night, beat the Golden State Warriors. It's hard to go on back-to-backs, but I got to tell you, the number seems pretty stiff here. 12 and a half, 13 and a half on the board. I still might be looking for the Clippers to hang around in that game game and not just get blown off the court by the Suns. Maybe a little back-to-back magic there for the Clips.
5: Yeah, man, the Clippers, man, they're going to play on. It's a lot of points, man. They're a scrappy team, the Clippers, you know, they lead the the they, they lead the NBA in double-digit comebacks this year. It's yeah. another thing. Yep. And uh, if you're me. just joining us, too, don't forget about what I said earlier, guys, about the Memphis Grizzlies and their hot starts. All right? So during their last five games, they've outscored their opponents 187 to 112. 187 mm-hmm. to 112. And how about this as well? In the last five games, they've scored 120 or more, Donnie, in all five. It's 228 crazy. and a half tonight. It's, a team, it's not like the It's not like the Pelicans team. aren't scared to run and up. You don't think Brandon Ingram is scared? You think, like, McCollum's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be bombs away tonight, Donnie. I got to start. You, know, I'm with you. So, what do you, you talk about? We got about two minutes, Donnie, a minute and a half. And yeah. With, that, with, yep. with the, the, the game that's 243 and a half, the Charlotte yep. and the T-Wolves, who are you taking? Anthony, I'll tell you, Carl Anthony Towns eats these guys up. Uh, I like Towns going over his points, but it's 25 and a half. But what about three-point shots, Edwards, and all that? What you got there? Who are you looking at? Yeah, uh, that's what I took. Here? I
6: took both of them. I took Anthony. I took Edwards over three and a half and Rozier over three and a half. I think they're both going to bomb one If I can get 10 attempts out of each of them from three-point range, say, whoa, that's a lot of it. No, if you look at their usage rate from three-point line, they're going to get that tonight. This game is going to be constant back and forth, back and forth with a lot of lead changes. I think we're going to get a lot of three-point shots here. So one of them with Anthony Edwards is minus 115, Gabe, on over three and a half. But Rozier earlier today was three and a half at plus 104. So give me four out of both of these guys, which is certainly legitimate. I'm going to take these down. I want to have some fun in this game. Any props should be live in this game. They're going to go up and down the court here. Great stuff,
5: uh, as always. Donnie, it was great seeing you in uh, Los Angeles, even awesome. though you and I were on
6: completely different um, <laughs> yeah. schedules. I saw you coming out of the hotel at 2.30. There's Gabe over there. You know, Hey, Gabe, what's up, man?
5: Yeah, like, literally, Donnie was going. going to do the show. He was leaving. <laughs> yeah. He'd leave the hotel at, like, 2.30 in the morning, and I was just back. I'd be still lingering outside. I hadn't even gone to sleep yet. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Our channel was on I'd like see- 24 hours a day, basically. We opened and closed yeah. the convention center. Yeah, we did. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
5: Actually, I was the last one, Donnie, like literally. It's was like, all right, yep. that's it. Every night. Yeah, you know I mean, we did it, The doors, that was it. It was nuts, though. They, you they, did a good show started... for the police officers. Yeah, 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 yeah. They started on t- taking everything down. Like I literally had trucks like beep, 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 <laughs> like as I was doing the show on Friday, man. Thanks, Donnie
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling
1: up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw
5: Game time to sit continues. I am Retzi. All right, let's get down to some picks uh, right now, although the NBA doesn't start uh, for about another uh, 35 minutes uh, or so. We do have a college basketball play that we've already put in. Hook them horns. We are taking a Texas Longhorns uh, this evening, 7 o'clock in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, uh, tonight. You know, listen, um, it's never easy winning on the road in the Big 12. I get it. And they are 9-4 and four at home uh this year if you look at oklahoma though they're just not a very good team uh this year they're two and eight straight up in their last 10 games guys all right their their record you know 14 and 11 they're getting beat up in conference play i think what are they three and eight in like big 12 play they're getting beat up in conference play chris beard's a hell of a coach the the defensive rotation and the size of texas is going to be a problem Basically, Oklahoma, the only way Oklahoma wins is they just drain their freeze, right? And the thing is, Oklahoma can't shoot. They're not a very good offensive team, uh, Oklahoma. It's, it's just sort of a bad it's sort of a bad matchup uh, for them. You know, yeah, they gave and they gave Kansas all that they can handle. And you've got Texas. I even like this better. The fact like if Texas would have beaten Baylor, I don't believe in letdowns and pro sports, but with these kids, it would have been, right? But they got smashed. All right, they got absolutely smashed in their last game, so I, I like the fact that they got smashed in their last game, and it can make up for it. Right, like the coach can sell this to the kids that, hey, listen, we got smashed by Baylor on the road. No shame in that to the national champions. It was embarrassing and it sucks, but let's go beat the uh, let's go beat the hated Sooners right now. We won't even remember that Baylor game in two hours. The kids on Texas will be fired up and ready to play tonight. Give me the Texas Longhorns. And the rest of my plays are coming up later. All right? The rest of my plays are coming up later. I like uh, Providence plus four. I like Kentucky on the road against Tennessee. I like that over that me and Donnie were talking about. He likes the team total. I like the over in the game. Illinois State and Northern Iowa are both uh, track meet over teams. Uh, So we're going to have more picks on the other side. Sharepan, Coach Young, and more. Pulling
1: up to Mickey D's just for drinks?